Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And it's my goal to bring you the information and the conversation to help you do just that. This episode is brought to you by Work University, which is the first Black woman-owned online trade school that is on a mission to connect Black women all around the world with the curriculum, the content, and the community that you need to turn your existing skills into new streams of income. For more information on how you can get in where you fit in, check the show notes below or log on to Work university.com. So today I am super excited about this conversation. This is a much needed conversation on a topic that we all should be talking about. Today's guest is Destiny Ann Davis, who is a certified parent coach and the author of Very Intentional Parenting. Welcome to the show, Destiny. Hey, hey, welcome to you. I'm so excited to be in this space and to have this conversation um, and just to share a little bit with your community. This is great. I love having discussions, especially with women that look like me and on the same page or it's the balance. So that's wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. So I, like I mentioned um, earlier, I am excited about this conversation. I mean, I, we have all types of conversations here on the podcast, but Parenting is one of those topics that I feel like we don't talk about enough, even though everybody is having babies, right? We're not always having the conversation to help us prepare to do um, to do that. And so I've been having this conversation for years, even before I became a mother myself, because I did notice that not only are we not talking about it, but we're not doing any type of prep, even though most of us aspire to become moms. And so um, I want to jump right into it. I know that you are the author, like I said, of Very Intentional Parenting. What was your motivation um, behind writing the book? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So I have read all the books. I'm very well studied in parenting. And the majority of the literature on parenting is how to get our kids to do this. And it's very child focused. And so I wanted to write a book that was parent focused and focusing on the ways that we're not showing up as leaders, the things that we're not healing and the things that are getting in the way of us parenting the way we actually desire to parent. And so I'd say three fourths of the book is focus on the parent, their needs, their beliefs, their feelings, et cetera. I love that. And I know that you said that um, before writing the book, I did my, I did some digging, did my research, but you said before you wrote the book, um, you made some of like the typical parenting mistakes. What would you consider to be like some of those typical mistakes? Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily like authoritarian. I wasn't spanking. I don't really yell very often. I was more on the other side of that. Just I don't want no smoke. I don't want no issues because I had a very traumatic childhood with the yelling and the spanking. So I was just like, I knew I wasn't going to do that. But I would say that the opposite of unhealthy isn't always healthy. And so I was like, I did not want my kid to have big emotions. I didn't want her to feel the things I felt sad, frustrated, alone. And so I went out of my way and really I ended up, it was a detriment to her because she wasn't growing in discipline. She wasn't growing in confidence. She wasn't able to regulate her emotions. And, you know, if she felt something, it was a big deal because she rarely got to feel sad. Um, And so those were the mistakes that I made. And then also just, we also fall into habits that our parents, you know, had. And it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But we fall into it if we're not conscious. And so I had those issues as well. Yeah, so I love that you um, that you you know are are obviously on this topic. You know, if you're going to be like an authority on this topic or even a leader in this space, you kind of have to be honest, hopefully, about you know some of the challenge that you've had personally. And I think that our generation as a whole, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think so many of us have had such toxic upbringings or just challenges, you know, in our childhood that we're like, okay, we're going to do the complete opposite of what our parents did for, uh, did to us um, or did for us. And a lot of times, you know, that can be good and it can be bad because we can go completely opposite where it's like, okay, we're not spanking, but then sometimes not spanking turns into not disciplining. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, what you said and, and what you stand for around like being very intentional is super important because we a lot of times just go through life. We go through the seasons, we go through the challenges, the lessons learned, but not even always learning the lessons. Yeah. We don't always even stop to reflect on the root of, you know, why we are who we are, why we're showing up the way we're showing up, why we respond to certain things the way we respond. And then we have kids. And if we're not intentional and if we haven't had those conversations with ourselves or with the therapist or, you know, with somebody, then we a lot of times are just passing on those same like generational traumas, you know, that that we went through. So I love that you are, you know, literally like opening up the doors or opening up this can of worms to have these conversations. Um, because one thing that I know is like a, a hot topic or something we always talk about is like daddy issues. And I am of the belief that although we may be dealing with daddy issues, like these mamas have done a number on us as well, that we don't, you know, nobody want to talk about the mama, but I'll be talking about the mamas because (laughs) your mother is literally a lot of times, you know, we hear about the single family homes and a lot of times those single family statistics 
is the mom being the single parent. So everybody not, might not have had a father in their in their household, which means the majority of us had a mama that, that we were you know dealing with. Um, and so what has been your experience? Because I know these are conversations you're having often, but what has been your experience with like the mommy issues? Not necessarily yours, but typical mommy issues that we're dealing with. Yeah, so I experienced, not mine per se, because my mom was like Olivia Pope, Martha Stewart, just all the things. Um, and of course she came with her stuff, but for the most part, she was amazing. But I hear a lot of like, moms not being able to take accountability and just going into what you said, a lot of guilt tripping. Um, I raised you, so you should do this. Um, a lot of that, I would say, is the majority of it, not being able to take accountability, which is why reflection is so important. Because I say, if you practice gaslighting your child, <laughs> their entire childhood, you practice, well, this I did this because you made me mad, or I did this, I'm sorry, I had a bad day, whatever it is. If you do that for 18 years, but then when they become conscious and their voice is a little bit stronger and they sound like an adult and they're like, mom, you should have did this. You're going to continue what you've been doing. And so I think that's why it's important to do what you said, to reflect, to come back and apologize, regardless of how old your kid is, because you what you practice is what you perfect. And I hear that all the time. My mom cannot take accountability. She does what she wants to do. She doesn't respect my parenting. She doesn't listen to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I guess it's gaslighting. I feel like gaslighting is a term that, you know, came out of thin air, I don't know, over the last couple of years. It's kind of like a narcissist. Like it's, it's yeah. one of those terms that's thrown around so much. But uh, one of the other things that I hear often is like, you know, you bring up something to your mom and, and I'm, you know, 30 plus. So you bring up something to your, and I'm speaking, you know, to people obviously that are in that same age range as well. But you bring up something that you may have been through and your, your parent like brushes it off or they minimize your experience, or they deny that it ever happened, or they make you feel like, well, you took it that way, but that's not the, you know, that's not the way it happened. Or, you know, it's kind of like that apology where you're not really apologizing. You're more so saying, I'm sorry, you feel that way versus I'm sorry, you know, for what I did. And so I think, like you said, a lot of times our parents weren't reflective. Like, I don't know how old you are, how old your parents are, but I feel like our parents' generation, they weren't having these conversations. They no, weren't. Ain't having... no manual. That's it. That was the response. Ain't no manual. Ain't no manual. I'm just doing the best I can. And a lot of times their best I can was compared to like some real crazy stuff that their parents were doing. Yeah. So they're like, as long as I'm doing better than them, as long as I ain't, you know, doing what my mama did to me, then I'm doing well. And they might have been doing better, but, you know, it still might not have been the best. So besides like reflection and therapy, because I'm a huge advocate for therapy, what are some things that we could do like to be more intentional about not just passing on these same toxic behaviors or traumas to our children unknowingly? I think one of the biggest, the biggest issues, especially since a lot of us are living in survival mode, is we are so desperate to control our kids because we don't have as much control of our own lives. Mm. That, if you went to a job you hate, you're in a relationship with somebody that's not honoring you, your friends don't honor you, don't hear you, you spend all day doing stuff that you don't really enjoy. By the time you get home in the one piece that you can actually tell it what to do, how to do it, you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So I found that the more I got in control of my mental state, 
my um my confidence my kid free weekends like my business the things that make me feel good you just naturally that's that's gonna flow into the relationship with your child i don't have to control my kids i can work with and collaborate with them because i'm honoring myself and i don't feel like i need them to fill that cup of for me so how do we navigate or balance between having that type of relationship with your child where they can talk to you and they can come to you and they can be open and honest with you, but still having boundaries because, you know, there's a whole like my, my baby is my best friend thing, which I don't subscribe to that. Cause I think that that can be unhealthy. You know, that can definitely be an unhealthy um, um, exchange or unhealthy relationship or a dependent, you know, relationship. How do you navigate though the balance between you still being the parent, but your child still feeling like they have a voice. Yeah. So I think that one of the biggest things that we don't do um, coming into parenting is understanding brain development. Mm. <laughs> and so there are certain boundaries that are appropriate at a certain age that aren't appropriate at another age. Um, and so majority of the time when we punish, we're confusing a rule with the boundary and we're having expectations of our kids that are beyond their development and so if i keep telling you don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that and you keep doing it but i don't have a boundary the only other thing that i can do is punish you to make you stop doing it and so i see those uh, those videos on tiktok all the time and it's like the kid filled the bathroom up with bubbles and then people in the comments like i would have beat their tail or and it's like the child is four <laughs> They need a boundary. They should not be in the bathroom by themselves long enough to even do that. And so I think that's where the balance for me is, is that I'm going to have compassionate boundaries. And when you're frustrated with the boundaries, I'm not going to gaslight you and make you think that there's something wrong with your experience. It makes sense that you're sad, that you can't be in here by yourself. I get it. I understand. And it is what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so it sounds like more explaining mm -hmm. And validating your experience, like I understand you feel this way, um, but not putting, trying to put them in, in an adult's place. Like you should understand this because you understand it as the adult. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so I start off just developmentally when they're under the age of seven, they, they need more boundaries, right? but they want to be empowered. So you give them choices. We still leaving. You still got to put your clothes on, but what, what shoes do you want to wear? And mm -hmm. as they get older, like that seven to 12, now we can creatively problem solve. I don't have to give you choices. You can add input. And beyond that, I can back up a little bit. I'm going to step in with boundaries when you get it wrong, but we don't go through that process. A lot of times it's just, I told you to do it. So like you said, you should do it. You know better. They don't know better. They just got here. <laughs> Listen, so my, my son is 18 months, okay? And we are, I said, I've been saying, like, when he turned one, he started acting two. <laughs> like, it has been, but the closer we get to two, I'm just like, terrible, baby, what is happening here? But I, I used to be a, um, a second and third grade teacher, and I do feel like that was God giving me a little bit of, of, um, of a head start and of some preparation and a lot more patience than I probably would not have had. Because I don't, and you know, he's only 18 months, so I ain't made it that far yet. But I don't ever feel myself like getting mad about the things that he's doing. I do feel like I have that voice of reason in my head that's like, he don't know any better. You know, he's literally figuring this thing out. 
But my question to you is, and I ask, I ask all the mamas this, what do you really do when your child is out in public and they cutting up? Because before I had kids, let me just tell y'all, before I had kids, it, it's very easy. Like you said, the people on TikTok, it's very easy to be like, uh-uh, you need to get that. You know, like you need, uh-uh, that, you need to get. Now that I have a child, that boy do what he want to do. What do you do, Destiny? What do you do when they cutting up in public? It's, I'm very much aware that when they're having a tantrum, it can lead me to have a tantrum. And so the more you become aware of the fact that I'm being dysregulated right now. I'm literally doing what they're doing, but in adult form, then you you can find solutions. Like, I feel like our behaviors, I don't even feel like this is true. Our behaviors are just a communication of what we're needing, what we're feeling, and what we're believing. So we tap into that first. We can make conscious decisions. So if I'm out and I'm in the grocery store and my child is acting a fool, before I even deal with that, I'm like, what am I feeling? I'm embarrassed right now. I need to be able to admit that. I'm embarrassed. This is uncomfortable. I'm believing that I look like a bad mom, that my kid is bad. All of that, if I'm aware of that judgment, then I can say, you know what? I'm going to respond based off of everything that I just assessed so that my emotions aren't leading my response. So in that situation, my, this is developmentally appropriate for them to act a fool. If I'm embarrassed, let me deal with my embarrassment. Maybe I need to take them outside. This is my stuff, right? Maybe I need a second, let's go outside. And so that's what I would, would do before. Now I'm just like, I'm embarrassed. So what? These people don't know me. I feel like I'm not a good mom, but I'm, I am. Um, and so that's what I would do. And then I regulate myself and help my child regulate. I just be like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. You know, he not, he's saying words, but he ain't. Speaking in sentences, you know, like, so it's really me just like talking to myself, like, yeah, you doing this, you know, like, this isn't a good idea, you know, and, and then I just feel like I'm that mama that I used to be looking at, like, girl, you don't yank him up, but I'm not about to yank up my 18 month old and he don't, like, what's that gonna do? Make him cry. It sounds like you just practicing regulating yourself because sometimes we don't have the answers. And I'm like, when I don't know what to do or how to teach you, at least I want to show you how to respond to stressful situations. This is stressful as hell. How you acting is stressful. And you see me, I'm not screaming. I'm not acting a monkey. And I'm modeling this. Still with boundaries, okay? You're not about to hit me, all of those things. You're not about to run around the store. I'm going to hold you. But I'm calm. Ooh. That translates. It's hard. It is hard. But it's a practice, just like everything else. Okay, so is this gentle parenting? Is me not going off and shake? That's not gentle parenting? Okay, so what is Oh, I thought you said is that just for parenting. No, no, no. Is it gentle parenting? Because that's a thing, right? Gentle parenting. That is like, I don't know if it's a new concept. It's new to me, maybe because I just became a parent. But like, how do you define gentle parenting? Yeah, so I always say just very easily, I put my foot down. I just do it gently. Like, I don't have to make you feel scared, angry. Like, I don't have to make you... I don't have to force anything. I work with my kids. Everybody's opinion matters. And so there's power over, which is I'm a power over you, which is a lot of TikTok <laughs> parents. Then there's power under, which is I'm going to let you power over me. And then there's power with where everybody's needs matter. But my brain's a little more developed than yours. So I'm going to step in with boundaries until you learn this habit. For me, that's what gentle parenting is. It's, it's, it's not either or. It's boundaries and compassion. At the same one thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even 
thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Power with. Okay, I'm going to be remembering this. I'm going to be saying this to myself. Like, okay, power with. I don't have to power over. Because I think old school parenting is power over. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Okay. My parents, for sure. Yeah, that. I mean, that is just like there was no other option. So I think that the generate, as the gen, you know, as each generation becomes parents, I definitely see, and I know that you see some consistent like changes over the years. And so, I don't know, though. And you tell me your thoughts. Are we and I don't know if it's a better, but we're definitely doing things differently. Right. Because gentle parenting was definitely not a thing for the majority of us with our parents. Do you think that we are learning the lessons and doing doing a disservice to our children or are we doing or is it a benefit to them that we are trying to be more conscious and trying to have more conversation because our parents. And I'm lumping them all. Like, I know that I, I that your mama was great, but I'm <laughs> lumping them all together in the sense of like our parents were very much so because I said so. Yeah. Where I don't see my peers as that. Like you said, we're much more like explaining and having conversations and allowing our children to have voices. Is that doing them a disservice in some way, do you think? Because a lot, life is not a lot of explanation. You know, like life is tough. So when they leave our houses, are they going to be prepared? 
I love when people say that. I think that life has been tough for a lot of us because of the ways that we were raised. Of course, there's things outside of our experience, but if you constantly see how an adult responds to stress with either fight or flight, either I'm going to beat you or I'm going to give you the silent treatment, right? Then when you experience challenges in life, you're going to respond the same way. You're going to get the same feedback. And so I always say, I want to prepare my kids for the kind of life that I wish that I had or the kind of life that I'm pressing towards right now. And so people always say, yeah, but people are not going to um, be gentle with your kids. Yes, they will. And if they're not, that's not people for them. I want my kids to, when you're in close proximity with somebody, I want my kids to know how their boss should talk to them. I want my daughters to know how a man should talk to them, how their friends should talk to them. Yeah, we experience people, but your close relationship, I'm their mom. I want to model how somebody that loves you should interact with you. And then, you know, y'all go to school. I say this all the time about my co-parent. Look, your dad is different than me. You're in his house right now. You need to respect that. That's what respect looks like. But when you with me, your safe space, people, mm -mm. And so I want my kids to go out into the world expecting to be treated a certain way by the people that are closest to them and to know when something does not feel okay. Mm -hmm. And to be able to communicate that. Exactly. And that's the big part too, because even if we, and this is like way left field, but even when we get into conversations with adults that have experienced like sexual trauma mm -hmm. as children, a lot of times it went un, like they didn't speak about it until they became adults because they didn't have that safe space to talk about it. They didn't feel like their parents would, you know, be non-judgmental for them. They didn't feel like they could have a voice um, and be, believable, you know, with their experiences. And so I do think in that sense, you know, it's beyond important to teach your children about boundaries and having a voice and speaking up for yourself and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And like you said, I love that you said, like, my home is the safe space, because a lot of us didn't grow up. We didn't even know, like, safe space wasn't even in our universe. That didn't, no. your room might have been your safe space. Like, by it wasn't your safe space in mine. It wasn't my room. Not in my not in my parents' house. It was in my room. This is a room that you rent. Like it's, you close your door. Was your parents like you're not closing the door up in my house? Yeah, that happened before. I wasn't allowed to close my door for that was a punishment that I had for a while. I didn't have a door on the hinges for a little bit. I was gonna say, okay, that was another thing. Okay. The hinges, okay. The hinges. Right. But so we didn't get to set boundaries. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get to choose who we hugged. We didn't get to choose how much we ate. Like we didn't get to choose. Anything you can set boundaries. So how do we know how to do that? How and it translates to again the control. The control you stick in that job in that relationship because you don't know how to communicate and follow through with boundaries because you didn't get to. And then you put all these unnecessary, arbitrary boundaries on your child. Mm. It's, it's, it's so funny that you mentioned not even being able to control what you eat because that was me and my mother's like first yeah. thing. It's like. I'm not eating this food. I don't like it. And I will, I was the kid. I will sit here all night long. No, literally, I will sit here all night long. My daddy would come and try to, you know, sneak some off my plate. I would be trying to feed it. Oh. To the <laughs> that was my thing. And it's like you, so, so with my child, I always said like, I'm not making you eat something, you know, like I'm, that just to me is like beyond like psychotic that I'm going to force something down your throat that you obviously are, are not interested in eating. So, you know, you might go to sleep hungry, you know, that might be a thing, but, but you're right. The control, it's like, you have, you want to be in control of every single area of my life because now 
as a grown adult woman, I realized you were not in control of your life. You were not in control of your things. So even, and these are conversations that I have with my homegirls all the time. Like we all got some mommy, mommy issues. Okay. Me and my friend circle, we'd be just comparing our mommy issues, but being able to evolve and mature into a grown woman and realize that your mother Although she's your mother, she's still just a woman. She's still just having a human experience. She was dealing with all of the things while trying to raise you. And that is even a challenge. Like, and that might be part of forgiveness, maybe. Like realizing that she wasn't trying to intentionally do you wrong. She was just doing the best that she could. And that is a struggle to admit sometimes. Man, that's a thousand percent. And I think that the antidote to that really is recognizing what our values are as women and not inherited values or what we think we should value because of what another woman is valuing. Because there are going to be things that you like, no, this isn't okay in my house. But where is it coming from? Like, I used to be why? so, right. I used to be so particular about what they wore. And for somebody that may be a value for them, but they're embodying it, right? They're modeling it. So particular about y'all making y'all bed every day. And my bed is not made every day, but I have this ideal of what I should value. And Mm -hmm. that then we get up into our adult years and we're like, it's something ain't fit and something's not matching. And I don't want that to happen with my kids. So that's another question we should constantly be reflecting on is, does this really matter to me? Because if it did, if my child is 10, they might get it right by now. Like if the way you speak to people, respectful communication, if it really mattered to me, I'd be embodying it. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't be such a challenge for my child right now. So I either need to start embodying it or I need to give my child grace and Mm -hmm. focus on things, one or the other. Yeah, that is a bit, that's that's maturity. That's evolution. Like realizing the root of, again, like, why do you care so much about this? Why is this such a big deal to you? Where did this even come from? Yeah. You know, like, where did this, because if we really start peeling back the layers, a lot of the things that we believe, a lot of the things that we are doing, they're coming from like generations before us. You know, things that we don't, we don't even know why we're doing. We're literally just regurgitating what has been done to us, what has been told to us, what has been taught to us. And then we're going to just unconsciously pass that on to our children, you know, not even knowing, then, you know, it's just, it's just a vicious cycle. So I love that you are doing this work. I do, I do want to ask you one more question though, because I feel like in the age of social media, where everybody's judging all, I got two questions actually, where everybody's judging all the things, even when you're doing something so positive, like, you know, having this messaging around, you know, intentional parenting. My first question is, do you ever get negative feedback from people who are like, you know, what, what is the negative side of this work that you're doing? Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.